Unearthing Paranormalcy is a part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange Welcome to another episode of Unearthing Paranormalcy, the podcast that digs into the paranormal and tries to find normalcy in the topic. I'm Amy. I'm Dave. I'm Chad. And forgive me this week, I have a tad bit of a cold. It is not COVID, but I do have a cough drop in my mouth just because I think you'd rather listen to the tings and the hacking cough that comes along. <laughs> um, but I'll do my best to sit away from the mic when I'm I'm not talking. Um, also, update on Eli. He's, he's awake. Doing, he's awake. He opened his eye. He's co- He con- tried to talk to me. He's co- trying to converse. He's at least giving us yes and no's for every question. Um, he has had his vent removed, but he has a trach tube in. Hopefully that's... Only in for this week. Only for this week, and then they can start taking him off of that. Um, we're not sure yet if he's going to go into a long-term care facility or if he's going to go straight to rehab, but... Either way, he's had a massive turnaround in the last 24 hours. So thank you guys all for your prayers. Keep him coming. He still has a long road ahead of him. He still has a lot of health issues that he's going to have to battle for the next few months um, and some for the rest of his life. But we're through the woods, I think. I think we are to that point now. But now it's just getting him healthy again. So. Thank you guys so much for being there for us and letting us talk to you about it because I know it's really affected us as a, as a podcast and as a family. Yeah. Um, and you guys are our family too. So thank you for being there with us and hopefully we get to hear Eli's voice on the podcast well, maybe in a month or two. Yeah. I, I think that's a reasonable, reasonable goal. So... Maybe he can be here for our Christmas ghost stories episode. Hey, hope, hopefully he's here for a Halloween episode. Hopefully, but we'll see. All right, so this week we have got dun, dun, dun. the Fresno Nightcrawler. Is it a cryptid? Is it an alien? Is it both? Or is it just your grandma's pants? <gasps> <laughs> but first... Let's hear a trailer from one of our podcast network shows. Faith Blind Council. Hey folks, Dreadnought here from the Faith Blind Council podcast. Myself 
Frater Yara Marud and Seder Cologne have been working for over a year to produce a show that talks about practicing chaos magic with three practicing chaos magicians. We cover all sorts of topics from deep paradigm dives on subjects such as Gnosticism and Southern American conjure to techniques such as divination and meditation and even sex magic. <laughs> but don't take my word for it. Check out this clip from one of our latest episodes. But like you mentioned, Eighth House being like the house of shame, like where I have totally like, been to the house you know, of shame before. Where your yeah Waffle House. Thinking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the only thing I have in my my Eighth House is um my my moon sign. So what's, what's yes. interesting about there being kind of shame associated with your moon sign and your emotions is that your moon is in Virgo, right? Virgos, yes. Virgos are the like the sign that are the most critical of themselves. Like you, it's very hard to hurt a Virgo's feelings because you will never say something meaner to a Virgo than a Virgo says to themselves when they're by themselves. For this and so much more discussion about magic in general, be sure to check out the Faith Blind Council podcast at faithblindpodcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever else you get your podcasts at. Thank you so much for checking out our show, and we hope to see you soon. That's a really funny and informative show. If you're into any kind of chaos magic or anything like that. <laughs> One of my favorite ones when they were going over tools and they were talking about athames, And then one of them was like, you could just use a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. Okay, <laughs> chainsaw for an athame. They also have an awesome Discord. Um, so definitely check them out. Now let's get on to these aliens, cryptids. Grandma's pants. The Fresno alien or Fresno nightcrawler has made a few appearances, mostly on videotape, in Fresno, California, Yosemite National Park, Lompoc, California, Ohio, Indiana, and even Poland. Poland? Really? I honestly thought that said Portland. <laughs> so they went across the pond, eh? Maybe. The pants can float. <laughs> I've actually been to Fresno. Have you? I have, and I actually spent a little bit of time in Fresno. Mainly in the airport, because we got delayed because of Ebola. This was, you know, pandemic before last. <laughs> but yeah. I remember Ebola. I remember... I they, barely knew her. They brought the guy in, and they took him to the CDC. I didn't even know the CDC took patients. And then they just held him there for a while and was like... He's cured. Yep. And it's like, if y'all have had the cure for Ebola this whole fucking time, why aren't you sharing it with the rest of the world? <laughs> well, you know. But yeah, that was one that the plane before us came in and somebody had had a heart attack on the flight, but they were scared, so they had to decontaminate the plane before we got on it, which, you know, delayed us like five hours. Yeah. But Fresno has a really nice airport, much nicer than World Rogers. <laughs> and I also added a Burger King. Nice. Fresno. What'd you get? Uh, Whopper. How do, you, how do you remember all this shit? Because I get the same thing every time. Oh. <laughs> every once in a while, I'll go out on a limb and get a chicken sandwich. 
But uh, I, I miss their chicken parms. But chicken I had parm sandwiches at Burger King were bomb. A really bad experience with a drunk friend and a chicken sandwich in high school, and so <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't really like them as much anymore. So usually I go for the Whopper. Ah, uh, I see. <laughs> I like the uh, the one with the bacon on it. Because the they're one of the few places that'll give you like a bacon burger and not put mayonnaise on it. Yeah, I can't. I, mean, I don't understand people places that do mayonnaise on their burgers. I'm indifferent. Just don't put ketchup on it. I can, if you do I can, ketchup, it's got to have mustard too. I can do it on most burgers, but it's just something about on a bacon burger. It just doesn't. This combination just isn't doesn't work for me. But I will eat like bacon and butter and mayonnaise sandwiches, though. So I don't know. I'm one of those weird ones that I will put mayo on a hot dog. But I'm weird like that sometimes. <laughs> mustard is my condiment of choice. But if mustard is not available, then mayo will. Suffice. Mayo on a sandwich is the only way I'll do mayo. Well, or in tuna fish. Right. That's about it. So we got on a side a side trip on mayo. So <laughs> let's head back to. Hey, mayo's yeah. white. Like the, the night crawlers. We're going to head back to the Fresno Burger King. <laughs> this will conclude our condiment talk. Um, so these creatures appear to be around four to five feet tall, with most of their height being a set of two long legs supporting an extremely small or maybe even non-existent upper body. It's hard to make out an upper body due to the briefness of sightings and very poor quality of video footage. Uh, they are very thin, white humanoid that appears to lack arms. One of the large subjects of the Yosemite video appears to have possibly webbing connecting from each of its knee up to its extremely small torso. These figures have very short, thin, stilt-like feet with backward-bending knees. In Ohio, they have been dubbed the Carmel Creature. Or maybe the caramel creature has been dubbed the Fresno Nightcrawler. But in Ohio, they are tall and gray with no arms and long muscular legs and bipedally walk with backward bending knees. Interesting. I guess the videos I've seen, I've never noticed knees. Yeah. I've like, always thought it looked more like somebody walking on stilts. Yeah, just wa- kind of almost wobbling side to side. It looks like a puppet, like someone yeah. mastering a puppet. Just yeah. Legs just go straight out. <laughs> Right. They're honestly really interesting looking, but I'm not sure. I'm not convinced, but we'll find out towards the end of the we'll episode. See if, whether I it, we'll see if our, our findings have convinced anybody. I'm I'm on the fence about them. I think it'd be cool if they existed, but evidence there is not... Ever, the evidence that I personally know, and I don't know what you guys have researched, but the evidence that I know from the case is not super strong towards for or against sure sure so. and i'm usually always on the fence about everything so i just like the fence it's comfortable yeah i don't know sometimes you get a little bit of a wedgie going oh wait maybe i shouldn't straddle the fence <laughs> yeah yeah you're, you're, you're <laughs> sitting wrong on the fence so let's start with 2007 a man we will call jose had set up security cameras to monitor his property no way Late one night in November of 2007, Jose was awoken to his barking dogs. He stumbled from his bedroom to where the security monitors and recording equipment was. On the screen, he saw a white creature two to three feet tall, walking on long legs without a discernible upper body. This looked like nothing he had seen ever before. 
The closest thing it resembled to him was a pair of white pajama pants walking across his lawn. That's exactly what it looked like in the video. Jose rushed over and grabbed his camcorder and began filming the security monitor screen, capturing two creatures that walked and floated through his fenced front yard, taking a similar path and disappearing from view. The one of the creature walking is usually the one you can find through a brief internet search. The timestamp reading 12.48 and 40 seconds and playing for about 26 seconds. The one he captured that was floating takes some digging to find and has a timestamp of 12.41 and 32 seconds and plays for a minute and 20 seconds. Jose was at a loss for what he had seen. He sent the video from the camcorder to a local TV station owned by Univision, the Spanish TV network. <laughs> According to one source, Jose didn't send a tape. A reporter came out and they didn't know how to make a copy of the tape, so the reporter just had Jose play the tape while they recorded the camcorder's playback screen. <laughs> I mean. So, in other words, nobody ever saw the security tapes other than Jose. Yeah. The network contacted a paranormal investigator named Victor Camacho. Camacho had been in the paranormal field for some time. He was the director of Desfalado Network in L.A., the host of the radio show Los Desfalados, which means the sleepless ones. Was this theme song? Camacho, macho man. (laughs) I've got to be Camacho man. Now, this uh, radio show has been on the air for at least 20 years in the U.S. and Mexico. The program discusses a wide range of topics like UFOs, legends, archaeology, conspiracy, and alternate realities. Camacho has also appeared on several Discovery Channel shows, the History Channel's UFO Hunters, and Sci-Fi's Fact or Fake. And that's where I first saw this. Yeah, that's where I first saw it, too. Camacho studied communication at Weber State University in Utah and has been working in media for nearly 30 years. Univision wanted Camacho's opinion on this mysterious videotape. Camacho couldn't make a definitive call based solely on the video and requested a meeting with Jose. The network reached out to Jose and convinced him to come down to the station. Camacho interviewed Jose, who was described as nervous. He wanted to remain anonymous and didn't want to be recorded on film. He told his story to Camacho, but didn't give a phone number or an address. Then they parted ways. Camacho left the station without even a copy of the video, and he had only seen he had only seen just the footage of the video. On the, t- on the network TV screen. The network aired the footage and gave the mysterious entity its moniker, the Fresno Nightcrawler. <laughs> what would that translate to in Spanish? Fresno Nightcrawler. Fresno Nightcrawler. Oh. I thought Crawl and Night had their own words. Moving on. But it's a name. Oh. It's kind of like McDonald's is McDonald's. <sighs> No matter what language you speak, it's a name. Oh. So like chicken sandwich would be its, would just be chicken sandwich? That would be probably a polio something. I don't know how to say sandwich in Spanish anymore. I don't oh. speak Spanish. Um, 
Other languages are so fancy. That's kind of like we call the chupacabra the chupacabra. And we don't call it the goat sucker. Well, some people do. Right. It's a noun. But also here in America, we mispronounce every country's name and get offended if they mispronounce ours. (laughs) Mexico. Yeah, we just say Mexico. America. And then when people come here, they're like, United States of America. We're like, there's no damn D in America. 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 Freedom. America. 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 I don't know if you've noticed it in your um, 30 plus years of life, but uh, there are a lot of hypocrites in this country. I'm sure there's hypocrites everywhere. But oh, you don't yeah. even know how to spell hypocrite. No. <laughs> like, I didn't even know it was a rock till I went there, you know? I'd always heard it called Iraq my whole life. Yeah. yeah. We used to play this game on the playground. It was called Iraq and Iran. Yeah. You'd run up to someone and go, Iraq, and you'd hit him in the nuts, and then you'd run off and go, Iran! <laughs> <laughs> and we find out it was all fake. We had it wrong. Instead of Iran and Iraq. But four months later, in February 2008, Camacho receives a phone call from Jose. No way. Jose wanted to know if he had came to any conclusions about the video. Camacho reveals to him that the network didn't even give him a copy, so he had been unable to study it further. Jose said to Camacho, hey, come on out to the house, and I'll give you a copy. Come over here, check this out. Yeah. Mirror. Now, Jose was more relaxed during this meeting. And Camacho was shown around the yard and measured the tree seen in the video to get a comparison for height. There is a YouTube video around that has Camacho reviewing a much clearer image of the original security tapes and meeting Jose. Camacho attended the MUFON conference a couple weeks later and presented the video and his investigation, recruiting help from other MUFON members. No one at this conference has seen anything like it and couldn't agree on what Jose experienced. You can find this presentation on YouTube as well, filmed by an attendee of the conference on a handheld camcorder. Some of that MUFON conference stuff that you can find online is actually very intriguing because there's a lot of it that never makes it to the public. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of really interesting stuff that happens at those MUFON conferences. The video became known to the greater public in 2010 via a television program called Factor Faked Paranormal Files. Such a good show. The actors determined the footage to be unexplainable after, recrea- after recreation efforts involving puppets and a child dressed in white bedsheets. The show also called them Nightcrawlers. Michael Banty, founder of Weird Fresno, and Camacho both agreed the night crawlers don't really crawl and are different from anything either of them had seen or heard of before. Bonte said, There's like a dictionary of different cryptids or strange creatures. Like there's Bigfoot and the Chupacabra. There's never been this before. And no one has really been able to determine what it is. During speculation, Bonte brought up fairy people at one point. Camacho said maybe an insectoid alien resembling a praying mantis. I actually was just thinking insectoid of some kind. Bonte remains undecided on the validity of the surveillance footage and said a couple popular videos circulated later appeared to be fake as well. Camacho believes the first video. Jose's video was genuine. Camacho said about Jose. He didn't even want to go out of his house. He stayed home for a couple of weeks. It wasn't possible that someone tried to make this video 
just to fool you or a TV station. So like when I first saw the video, I thought puppets. I it, they moved too strange to yeah. be like a creature. But then I've started seeing other videos of them and then other strange sightings and they move strange but they don't move super strange compared to other things either. Like you know what I mean like it's strange because we're not used to it, but there are other videos of creatures that move similarly. Yeah. Well, for me, it's like, I mean, they don't, you don't see them bend anything. Still, like you're saying, walking on stilts, which is like one fluid motion. Yeah. Almost like it's almost a wobble kind of thing. And if their knees bend backwards and they are on stilts, that would make sense because that's kind of the way when you're, the stilts connect to the foot. Yeah, can bend backwards sometimes, which would make it appear like it's backwards and jointed. Like with the videos, you can't even tell if they're actually walking or if they're actually just floating, and that's like the movement of yeah. them like mo- moving themselves through the air. All honesty, do you remember? I'm sure people still do this, but I remember doing this as a kid at Halloween time. We would make ghosts to hang in the tree by using like plastic bags and tying it around the neck of it and then let it hang. That's to me what these look like. They look like those plastic bag ghosts that we used to hang in our trees at Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. But then they walk like the stilt walkers at the medieval fair. You know? Yeah, Yeah, I guess for me, the the video, Jose's video, is it's just so degraded that it's hard to make a definitive case like one way or another. Now, what I don't like about it is, is... is in either one, the entity is completely still for four to five seconds. Uh, in the middle of the frame, then begins making its straight path through the yard. And this brought up a lot of questions for me that I don't have any answers for. Like, did the creatures just blink into existence all of a sudden? And if not, how did they both get through or over the fence and into the middle of the camera's view? No. And if it's a security camera that records on VHS tapes, like 24-7, where you have to switch out the tape, there should have been plenty of before and after footage. But if it was like a digital security camera that only records, say, when it detects motion, this may account for it not turning on until something is directly in the center. Yeah. Um, it th- all depends. But, but the... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I say it all depends on how the motion sensor is set up on it too. Because um, you, I don't, it depends. Well, it depends on the system. Now we're talking a home security system in 2007. Unless he dropped a couple grand on it, it's not going to be super high tech. So I'm going to assume that it's probably VHS and it just records over itself. Yeah. So it should be a continuous recording loop. But if it is motion, it just depends on where he has the motion sensor set on on the camera. Because you can alter where it senses motion. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the original copies of the security tape and Jose's camcorder tape are not around for further investigation. Um, going back to that possible digital security camera system or digital handheld like camcorder. Why does why does everybody keep referring to the fact of lost tapes instead of saying lost files or the more generic term lost footage? Yeah. So it leads me more to believe they're both tapes. The very yeah. 
Well, and with the means still, I mean, is the timer going on the camera? Yeah, well, it's still going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I, 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 when I first started watching them, when I first started watching either of them, I thought it was because like the original video was like paused, mm-hmm. and then they hit record, started recording, and then hit play. I mean, that's exactly what it seems like. But if you watch the timer, it actually goes for four seconds in one and almost six seconds in another before it starts moving. So it's like, are they manifesting in that time? <laughs> and then they move? I don't know, but more my thing is, because this whole front yard's fenced in, how to get, why don't we got any footage of it climbing over the fence, going through the fence? It all starts right there next to the tree. Because it manifested. Sure. Maybe that's where the portal was. For the fae to cross over, right? Because I kind of like the idea of fairy, but I also like the insectoid. In fact, in reading that with the insectoid and stilts, I totally pictured pictured a um, praying mantis on stilts. Was uh... <laughs> <laughs> but but as far as Jose's footage, I mean, all we really have for this second creature is footage from a handheld camera belonging to investigator Camacho. Or the Univision reporter, depending on which origin story we want to go with, recording the viewing screen of another handheld camera owned by Jose that was recording the CRT security monitor of the original video that was taken by an off-the-shelf security camera. Yeah, and see, the film crew would have been able to pull that footage. Right. But what I'm saying is it's just after going through that much stuff, it's... It's so grainy that yeah. it's hard to tell anything. But as far as the first creature, the one that happened a full seven minutes before the second one was captured, um, that's a recording from a handheld camcorder of a projector at the MUFON conference that was screening footage of a handheld camera, recording the viewing screen of another handheld camcorder owned by Jose that was recording the CRT security monitor of the original footage, Taken by the off-the-shelf security camera. <laughs> now, Factor Fake only videotaped it one way, didn't they? I'm trying to remember back to I'm the episode. Th- I was wondering. Could it just be that it was something like that? And then the distortion from, you know, layering the footage like that? What I was wondering is if, you know, people only saw from the camcorder video. What's to say... It wasn't actually someone walking through his yard that, you know, the security camera system didn't pick up the full body. And then when he tried to record it onto his camcorder, it didn't, going from the grittiness of the security camera then into probably, I mean, 2007, wasn't the great, probably the greatest camcorder that it even eliminated even more of the background. Because, I mean, I don't. I know in our job, we've seen security footage that, you know, sometimes it doesn't pixelize right, so you see half a body walking across the room instead of oh right yeah, yeah. Body. we've definitely run into that. So if it's possible with someone wearing like white le- you know, white pants, yeah, and a dark colored shirt or something like that, in the IR and the security camera only picked up the lower half, but they still move really funny, and then. They could have been drunk. I've seen true drunk people in our neighbor, my neighborhood that walk funny. True, <laughs> true, true. But but then it, I mean it comes back to why would Jose cut off the 
the first of the footage of them hopping the fence and then because selling it. You can tell to, at that point that it's human. And then trying to sell it to Univision and then remain anonymous. Yeah. And then not get any money for it. And it just makes no sense yeah. <laughs> for him to be hoaxing this. But I mean, people do shit like that all the time, though. Yeah, I don't know. I just. I mean, it could have been. He might not have even noticed it was. Like I said it could have just been a bad. A from bad going. I mean. Not saying I've seen other other f- footage and stuff in the other ones, but just for this one, maybe he had didn't have a very good security system, and you know it was someone wearing dark clothing and you know white pants or something like that, or had enough that it was the uh, light glare or something was causing it to uh, show up that he just saw the. You know, the cut out the lower half of it walking or something like that. And what is this? And grabbed his camcorder and started recording it. And yeah. I mean, and ever says he went and looked out the window and saw them personally. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah he didn't say yeah, anything. And see, like I'm that. trying to think back to the cameras that we used to sell back in 2007. And infrared and home security cameras was there, but it wasn't that great. They would put like, six to eight lights on the camera and then that was it. Yeah. If you wanted really good infrared, you had to like buy extra infrared uh, lights. So even about 2007, that's a little bit. I mean, oh, look, even going to like 2014, 2015 when I was doing cameras a lot more, even the infrared cameras that we put on in these businesses, I'm not going to say the business name, yeah. but they were pretty shitty. Oh, yeah. I and mean, it was commercial cameras and meant for... Just what? think back to any like crime show you watch where they have the security cam footage from crimes that happened in the early 2000s. That's grainy ass footage anyway. Oh yeah. And then if you're doing a grainy footage onto a camcorder, twenty four years ago. That's yeah. Quite, quite so a, even if you were going yeah, from twenty four years ago, fourteen years ago, you're going from a digital image to a high eight on a camcorder because that's what or high eight was what was popular around that time because that's what I bought. I had a high eight camera. Yeah. Or camcorder. So you go from digital to high eight, your quality drops. And then you go from the high eight to another, another high, high eight. eight or whatever that's, the can fill the T V crews were using and that's recording a screen that's two inches by three inches. Yeah. It's just gonna get more and more distorted. Yeah, I would yeah. love to be able to see the original footage. Yeah. Well you can't. I know. Do they the MIB took it, didn't it? Maybe. I didn't find anything like that. Um, but the um, if you watch the videos, you can see the shadow's pretty good. And this thing throws a shadow that looks like it's probably 20 feet long. Um, I guess I didn't pay that much attention to it. But, but I, I think that light source is probably coming from like the neighbor's front porch. And those always throw long shadows. It's It throws such long shadows that you don't really even notice the shadow from the palm tree right there. Because it pretty much puts the head of the palm tree way off of yeah. the... The side. Well, and that's another problem with the early IR cameras is because of the way that the lighting was set up on. Because most of the time, when you would go and buy one for your house, you would just have, like I said, like the six to eight I the infrared lights on the camera itself. And as those would burn out, which they did all the time, you would start getting weird reflections on the camera. I remember we had one in the shop. That it was picking up all kinds of things that were just weird and setting off the motion on it. And it was just because uh-huh. the IR was wearing out. And so 
when cars would drive past, it would trigger the IR to turn off on some of them. But then when it would turn back off, it would just kind of go all crazy because some of the IRs were off. And oh. So, I don't know. Interesting. I would like to I would like to investigate they get the camera and the footage. Yeah. But but yeah, if you go and find that MUFON conference, you can actually see the videos. I mean, they are from a camcorder and stuff, but it's most of the videos I found on like YouTube, the trees like in the upper left hand corner, the ones from the MUFON conference, the trees like right in the center so they're of the picture. In. Yeah. And I don't know where those other ones come from. Maybe maybe the television show or maybe the the news footage. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. But they got it so far zoomed in that you can barely even read the numbers on those. Yeah. Which then just makes it that more pixelized and that much harder to see too. Yeah, that's what people don't realize. The further you zoom in on this stuff, it really doesn't make it any clearer. <laughs> I would say, the things you see on TV were like, enhance. Yeah, the enhance. 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 It enhance. doesn't work that way. And then all of a sudden, they see the, the license plate perfectly. It's like, nah, nah, see. Had it have recorded that, that pixelization, then you could get that. But if it recorded this, you can't add pixels to it. Yeah. Right. Like, you can sharpen them, but you're not going to get like a perfect picture. <laughs> okay, so we took a little bit of break and we went and watched these videos just to kind of refresh our minds. And yeah, that first one, that one doesn't have two legs that's walking on it. It looks like it is. It's just floating across the yard. Yeah. And the second one looks like it's running. The vi- the first one definitely has more of a natural movement to it than the second one. The second one is just so jerky. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. The uh, one that walks instead of floats. Yeah. Uh, we can put this link. This is actually from the MUFON conference that Victor Camacho was at um, in 2008, I think. And link's on our Discord, so you can go and watch it there. Yeah, I can put it on the Discord. Yeah. Um, so let's get into some other stories, shall we? <clears throat> sure. Because there's been reports of possible sightings outside of this area, and one as far away as Poland. Um, But let's start with an eyewitness from 2004 in Manchester, Indiana. That's three years before they were maybe or maybe not filmed in Jose's front yard. (laughs) (laughs) A 17-year-old man was driving one 2004 night in Manchester, Indiana, and he saw a strange thing on the side of the road. It was thin, with long, spindly legs. It looked humanoid, but not human. It moved oddly as if disjointed, very similar to the Fresno Nightcrawler with only one major difference. This one was over six feet tall. Another car containing two elderly passengers also saw the being while driving by. All three agreed that this was not human. No pictures or video was captured during this encounter. So the one in Fresno were the babies of the one in Indiana? <laughs> or did be. they grow them bigger in Indiana? <clears throat> uh, and I guess bringing that up in Yosemite National Forest, security cameras that were hung crooked for whatever reason were installed in hopes of identifying a group of vandals who had been damaging and stealing property. One of the sources I said said they were stealing and damaging private property. Why there's private property at a national forest is beyond me but um 
This camera spotted two of these nightcrawler creatures in March of 2011. One was about half of the height of the other and in the foreground. Uh, the footage is much clearer and what might be feet can be seen on the footage. As well as what appears to be a type of webbing connecting from their knees to the upper body. This one video kind of makes it funny to me. Cause they don't, this other one's, the first one's smaller. It almost looks like a, a kid... Right in, and like the adult chasing after him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, not over there. No, get back over here. Anyone who has kids knows exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Always chasing our four year old down the street. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that footage too. And honestly, it is much clearer footage. I think it's a little bit more believable footage than Jose's. Yeah. Not that I don't believe Jose's footage, I just think that the other one's just, it's clearer, it's easier to tell. But the fact that it came later also raises suspicion. Like, yeah. is this just a hoax? Is this, you know, if it would have come from like the same time period or even before, it been, I don't know. For me, it's one of those things that once things start happening after the original sighting of it, yeah. well, each it? additional sighting is a little bit. That the fr- the uh, Jose's was in uh, Fact and Fake. Yeah, and then 2011. And then this, this one, one happens in 2011. Yeah. Just a little. And and this would have been what it released on, I wrote it down up here, on Factor Faked in 2010, yeah. wasn't it, yeah. when it aired? So the fact that the original one had aired before this one kind of leads to a possible, like someone try to recreate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the, the, the video is a much clearer and it doesn't look... As fake to me as the first one, and does. it does. It looks like they went for a hike in the park, and then the toddler ran off in front of the uh, <laughs> the parents and their children. Oh look, around. mushrooms! No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the yeah, I could see that. And I, mean, I guess if it was the Yosemite one was like a hoax, they'd have to have been like going around and being like, <gasps> security cameras. Yeah, we found security cameras. Let's be sure to stay out of view of them and then put on these costumes real quick and then walk in front of them. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, there you don't got any, like, before or after footage that's been released. And then another thing is, why is it crooked? Because yeah. the trees are, like, at, like, a 60-degree angle. Yeah. <laughs> they were just in a hurry when they threw the cameras out. Well, I'm sure it was just, like, trail cams yeah. they put up, and I'm sure they probably just weren't ever strapped correctly to yeah, the tree. And they started falling, or... yeah. So out in Ohio, they have the Carmel Area Creature, which is very similar to the Fresno Nightcrawler. On December 12, 2014, a 60-year-old former Marine and his wife were driving near Carmel. And they crested it, when they crested a hill, they saw a seven-foot-tall slender gray creature with no arms and long, muscular legs. It was walking bipedally with backward-bending knees. The former Marine had the following to say. We recently bought a place in the Fort Hill area. We first noticed about after about 30 days of living here that we suddenly have a perfect circle that stays fresh green, no matter what weather, in our front yard. On Friday night, we were driving home after turning on Carmel Road, which leads to our road. We went around the curve by Carmel Church and 
then up a small incline approximately 10 feet over the incline and in front of our truck the alien ran across the road and into the woods that one sounds more like the rake or like have you seen that footage of the animal that runs across the highway oh yeah with like the backwards bent knees and yeah now the one that what stood out to me with this one is the perfect circle that stays fresh green no matter the weather Fairies. that sounds like a like a fey circle don't stand in the middle (laughs) what happens if you stand in the middle it's an invitation and you accept an invite to a party you didn't want to go to. What if I wanted to go? Well, then go stand in the middle. Okay. <laughs> this is a story from Reddit. So, okay, so recently I was visiting my mother's place in Lompoc, California, which is right outside Vandenberg Air Force Base, which has tons of sighting stories that the military will never confirm. Well, all Air Force bases do. Anyway, my mother lives on the outskirts of the town near the junction that joins the one and the town. And on the hill overlooking the town, I saw a tall black figure walking alongside the hill. It was about a quarter of the size of the telephone pole and relatively skinny. It had no arms and appeared to walk in the same manner except for hunched over slightly as if looking for something. At the time, I was freaked out. And I walked inside and told everyone. Since then, my dog started barking at things that aren't there. And she rarely barks at things unless it has a chance of being harmful to the family. We would let her outside at night. She only barks at nothing at night. And she would run in circles to the fence, the gate, the bushes, and then back and to the gate. Just a possum. It is usually extremely foggy. At night, so I could, couldn't see stars. And on a few days I could, there would be nothing unusual about the stars on the hill. But Bund, what does this have to do with the Nightcrawler? Well, I dismiss the story as a hallucination, a trick of the night, until I saw photos and videos of the Nightcrawler, and then I went pale. The pictures, are the, on the, video, the pictures in the video are exactly what I saw that night, all except for the fact that it was black, not white. This is interesting because if humans differentiate in color, what is to say that extraterrestrials can as well? Hmm. Good point, but his sounds like Slenderman. Oh, Slenderman. Or the rake. I don't know. It's interesting that those two stories are similar but yet different. Now, a videotape from Poland surfaced in 2017. It's not very long in duration, but has similar traits to the creature in the Yosemite footage. Now, this thing was like shot on like shaky cam, as well, I like to call it's it. It's more believable, and you only see it for about three seconds in like the thirty-second clip. Ah, one of those. So once again, it makes it more believable. Um, it straight just looks like something just hanging from like a. A tree. Uh, I, not even a tree. I mean, it's just black, 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 nothing, shadows here, there. And then you just like see this kind of green or white faint of something and then nothing. But it, it's it's in all these files for whatever reason. I couldn't <laughs> find any story about it. I couldn't find any like witness sightings or all I could find was people referencing this tape. So there might be a Polish nightcrawler. <clears throat> But Polish it could also be like a lost tapes type of 
Polish Nightcrawler. Sure. Yeah. Now, as you can probably tell, I've been all over the internet looking for stuff, looking for conferences, which are extremely... It's hard to find MUFON conferences. You really got to dig and, like, go through... Um, oh, I did the name of the site just slipped my mind where it it takes screenshots of the internet from history. Yeah. Um, fuck. Can't remember what it's called. But either way, takes a lot of that looking at old forum posts from, like, 2004 that are archived on the internet and finding links and then and then going back through that same uh thing that takes archives from the internet from long ago to find this stuff um so whenever you're searching through there you know there's an amazing amount of artwork of these creatures there's a whole lines of products like homemade soaps and pins and shirts and stickers and pillows and all kinds of stuff i think i'm going to start a um, cryptid paranormal business. You should. And make all that stuff. I've got my new awesome shirt that I made that says, uh, I want to be where the cryptids are. Yeah. I think I'm going to start selling those. If I do, it'll be on our website. <laughs> so at the end of the MUFON conference presentation that Camacho, spec- uh, that Camacho did that we're going to put in the show notes or the Discord, I don't know where, but I'll put it in there somewhere. He speculated on some theories. He said, could be extraterrestrial, could be elves, I don't know. Whatever you want to think. So I figured let's theorize extraterrestrials and elves before we get into whatever we want to think, I guess. Extraterrestrials, yes, it does fit an insectoid. Especially that, actually no, it fits insectoid in that first video of the one that floats. Because to me, it looks like a praying mantis with like the long tail and then like the small torso and then like the head. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't move two legs like the other one does. The other ones all have two legs, which does not fit with the insectoid. Unless he was wearing but pajama pants. He could have been. Now, when I first he had a cape. Maybe that's it. Yeah, that's what I when I first saw the second footage. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was like a little cape that was flapping in the breeze. Yeah, could be a cape. So it could still possibly be an insectoid. I was that was my thing is I was trying to think of the extraterrestrials that we have covered and that we know of, mm-hmm. and try to like associate with them. I mean, a mini gray on stilts, but. Bringing up the cape, I figured out what it is. It actually isn't an extraterrestrial elf or fae or... It's just a Fresno vigilante watching the yard. Oh, because he did have some vandalism. He's got a cape and... So it could be an elf. It could be like a vigilante uh, elf. I mean... I'm picturing a vigilante like a wannabe Batman. Yeah. I I guess if we follow the, the timeline of this... He has some problems with vandals and stuff, right? His dogs wake him up barking at this thing. He goes to the security monitors, probably sees the second creature. Mm -hmm. uh, Rewinds the tape to get a video of the first and second creature on his camcorder. And then they never show up again after that. And the same thing happens at Yosemite. Yeah. Because the cameras are up because of vandalism. They catch these creatures, and then they never show up again. Maybe the nightcrawlers are 
vigilantes trying to protect the public. I'm thinking of small creatures. And I'm picturing the brownies from... Uh, um, Willow. Willow. Stupid daikinis. And, uh, <laughs> I could totally see them being vigilantes. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> I'm just picturing like leprechauns. <laughs> just all right. <laughs> hey, it's like we covered in our last one. There is no like spectral court. So yeah, the Fey folk got to take justice <laughs> into their own hands. <laughs> I'm not the leprechaun you we need. I'm the leprechaun we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm not the leprechaun we need. I'm the leprechaun we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Still the daikinis. I would lean more towards elves or fae based off the footage. Well, the, the fact that they seem to just <gasps> appear. Yeah. They yeah. don't ever, you don't, you don't see them like off in the distance and then work their way towards the camera. They just kind of happen to appear in the center of the camera and then walk and makes me want to lean more towards the elves and fae and they're just kind of appearing out of them. Or even like the more generic uh, interterrestrials or something. Elementals. Yeah. And, And maybe it is. It's just an orb with a cape. Sure. Why not? (laughs) <laughs> now I was thinking with um, like ghosts you know how often do you hear about spectral sightings of like floating heads or or like entities with only like the top half visible mm-hmm. or even whole full body apparitions maybe this is just like an apparition where only the bottom parts visible yeah, yeah. I mean why not yeah yes. or maybe it's an apparition that is in between timelines. And so oh. in another timeline, they're seeing its upper body. And in that this timeline, they were just seeing the lower body. Like in between the worlds, even? Or it's an apparition of somebody who died during a magician's act who was sawing them in half. And it's just a lower half. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they forgot to pull their legs in. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And their, their head, their head, and their torso is like, no, over here, over here, <laughs> stupid, over here. That's why the first one doesn't actually walk. It's just the first half is the upper body, it's like in Beetlejuice, Go, and then the legs trying to catch up to it. <laughs> when they're in the waiting room, and there's the torso, and then there's the legs. legs yeah. <laughs> I like that. The first one's it's it's torso, torso. floating across, and the next well, one's legs, legs trying to get it. Get back here! <laughs> Where'd you go? Where'd you go? No, over here. No, dumbass, over here. But in both footages, there is the one that goes out in front, and then the one, the second one comes by much faster, like it's chasing down the first one. Yeah, yeah. Time cops. Oh, time maybe, cops. Maybe, maybe we're catching time cops footage <laughs> that are halfway be- between the worlds. Yeah, they're just moving so fast. We're just getting like <laughs> they run super funny. <laughs> It reminds me of like the old cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> well, it reminds me of honestly, like the second one the, of Jose's video, the second one of his videos. It reminds me of Forrest Gump when he's running with the braces on his legs. Yeah. Oh. How he's kicking him out to the side. Yeah. That's how it moves. It moves like it's got braces on its legs. Yeah. Or like Forrest Gump has braces. Like, on like his it has legs. no knees. Yeah. Which is interesting. No, I mean, supposedly, 
on a bunch of these videos and stuff. They said like in Fresno area and the Yosemite area there were nature or they were Native American spirits and stuff that resembled this and there's wood carvings. Now I spent a decent amount of time trying to dig this up and could not find anything. And to me the pictures of the wooden carvings look too new. They look, I mean, maybe 20, 30 years old at yeah. the most, and I doubt they're that old. They're probably 10 years old. Um, so I couldn't find anything. I went through a bunch of uh, Native American spirits and creatures and just going through, and I couldn't even really find anything that... The closest thing I could find was the flying heads. Yeah. And I guess the flying heads that they were wearing capes. Um, but Or these so. were the flying legs of the flying heads. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I couldn't really find somewhere anything that somewhere tie there's a that flying torso. It. Yeah, so it's in three parts. You got the flying heads, the flying torso, torsos, and the flying, flying legs. legs. For <laughs> for some reason, I got this cartoon image stuck in my head of these little white figures. They're like teardrop shaped with legs, and they're walking like crab walking. Yeah, across the screen. You ever seen something like that? Maybe a black and white cartoon. Maybe. Maybe uh, it is. I know you're. I, I can picture what you're. Yeah. I'm picturing the brooms from Fantasia, walking like that. Oh yeah, but these things didn't have arms. There's like a teardrop shape, and then there's kind of like probably to music or something. And it's probably some <laughs> Doctor Seuss character. It's a Wazit Wahoo or something. Yeah. I think that. Uh, between extraterrestrial ghost and Faye, I would lean towards Faye. Yeah, yeah, I probably would too. If if I had to pick one of those, I would lean towards Faye. No, but now, if you think these, uh, what would you call them? Paranormal theories are far out there. Wait till you hear some of the skeptical theories. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear some. Um, they're pretty good. A new species, possibly a primate. With short arms, MC Hammer. <laughs> they got his parachute pants. The one, yeah, the one of the ones from the Yosemite looks like he's wearing parachute pants. Yeah, yeah. Now, typically, primates have short legs. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Uh, it's a weird giraffe that's got long <laughs> legs and no neck. It's about as or, plausible as a primate. <laughs> <laughs> a misidentified deer. Standing upright. <laughs> Wearing parachute <laughs> pants, I guess. I have seen a deer standing upright. They don't look like that. <laughs> now, the webbing in the Yosemite footage, maybe that's that connects from like the knee. Because deer have those big-ass haunches for thighs. Maybe that's what they're coming from with this. I don't know. If it was a deer walking upright, it still is only half the image. <laughs> like, it's still missing a head and a torso. <laughs> Like, <laughs> what? Okay. Um, pants or a puppet on a wire? That one See, is believable. That one's believe. That's honestly what I'm thinking more of the Jose film is after wa- rewatching it. Yeah. Like, I guess like traveling sisterhood pants. What's <laughs> that called? <laughs> uh, sisterhood of the traveling, traveling pants. pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're on the way to the next girl's house. Yeah. <laughs> Do, 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 do. <laughs> but but if you watch that MUFON conference video, you get a pretty good look of like Jose's front yard. Uh-huh. 
and the tree they're all walking around it and there's there's a gate you could totally because the gates like wrought iron or i guess maybe not wrought iron but it's like bars pants they can just you could totally um tie a wire to that and pull it across the yard now in the jose footage they do turn it in was in boss mode where it shows all the oh emboss yeah where it shows all the nooks and crannies of the image and there is no wire. Well, but we also got to keep in mind they're not using Jose's video. They're true. using I would say in that video of video in 2007 video. Yeah. off of a bullet cam. You use fishing line. It's not going to pick up in the IR camera. Yeah. And my thing with that is the second uh, creature as it starts getting closer to the camera, you can see the top of like the torso part of it or whatever. Almost in a jerky motion, like someone's hand over hand pulling a line. Yeah. And it almost looks like it's, and it would be about that same speed as if someone was bringing in fishing line. But now for the Yosemite ones, I mean, that could be someone like stilt walking. I don't know. But still, where's the body? It's just the camouflage, man. Like, and they're wearing reflective pants. Well, because in the Yosemite one, we don't have any height reference. We yeah. don't know if these things are a couple feet tall. They could be 30 feet tall. And if they're on stilts and the stilts are 20 feet, the body is going to look, you know. Yeah. It's going to look an eighth of the size of the legs. Yeah. Like it does. Speaking of camera footage, our cameras are going off because of the rain. <laughs> so my phone keeps buzzing. Oh. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess. You don't really know how tall they are. And, I mean, it looks like stilt walkers at some point. It does, definitely. I and mean, that's kind of more believable for the skeptic side than like a deer yeah. <laughs> wandering around. <laughs> or um, a bird, you know, like a crane. It was an owl. There's an owl, yeah. Could hey, be. there are Native American owl women. Yep. So there's a connection, kind of. Yeah, I'm reaching here. A one-eyed <clears throat> owl. One-eyed, one. One-eyed, two-legged, flying white. Pair of pants. Pants. People <laughs> eater. <laughs> we'll get it going. Um, computer graphic effects. That's honestly the best one I can think of, but I, I mean, it, I, they don't. I mean, I think it's too good for computer graphic effects yeah. in 2007 for homemade computer graphic for effects. being able to tie it into the film. Yeah, like I not a way to overlay that the way they did it. I don't think. But since we don't have the original footage, yeah, you can't you check can't, the metadata. You can't rule that one out. Yeah, and you can't really rule because he recorded the CRT with a camcorder. Yeah. So any kind of metadata would just say, hey, the camcorder's footage is original or Camacho's camcorder footage of the camcorder video yeah. viewfinder or hasn't, hasn't yeah. been yeah. messed with. And then if it's VHS tapes or uh, what Hi8s didn't use VHS tapes, they used a different kind of tape, but it was still tapes. There's no metadata on tapes, I don't yeah, think. No. That's just with digital stuff. So, from all we've covered and all we've talked about, skeptic-wise, believer-wise, 
It was not a misidentified animal. I just I can just throw that out the window because I can't think of any animal that moves that way naturally that looks anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to throw out a misidentified animal. It's just, it's, it's not that. Um, hoax is still high on my list for this one. I mean, I'm not going to say it's 100% hoax. Well, like for the Jose one, it might not even been Jose trying to hoax. Yeah. He could have honestly been terrified. He could have been the who's victim to of say hoax, yeah. His friends yeah. weren't like, he was, you know, freaking out about people breaking into his yard and stealing stuff and vandalizing. That his friends didn't just go, let's go play a trick on him. Because honestly, I mean, me and my friends are that kind of friends who yeah. would do that. But <laughs> I mean... I mean, that's a lot of effort, but... Yeah. How did they avoid the security camera the whole time? I mean, if they did it during the day or something, like set it up and he just never looked at it. Yeah. Oh, it didn't rewind far enough? Yeah. Or, or, or it depends yeah. on how big his night. tape is. Yeah. I mean, it could have been something that they set that up two days ago, you know, and waited because if it was on VHS, the way those work is they roll and when the tape ends... It rewinds. It rewinds and starts recording over. Oh, okay. So that's probably how he lost the footage. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's, that's, that's depending how on that, or you take was, the tape out and put a new tape in. Yeah. Depending on when that was recording on where it was on the tape, it's possible that, you know, only went back for, you know, an hour or two. Yeah. And it's possible he did it before then. Yeah. So if his dogs wouldn't have woken <clears> him up, he probably would have never saw it in the first place. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. So they that probably brings heard me his friends laughing out in the yard. <laughs> so that brings me to the next point. Why would somebody pull a prank like this off at like two or three in the morning just on the hope that he wakes up and checks his tapes? Yeah, like I said, <laughs> my thing is if my dogs are barking, I'm going and looking outside. I'm not looking at yeah. it. I'm going to look outside, my dog, and if I see something, then I'll get the camera footage yeah. out. Now, when it's late at night and my dog's barking, I usually just tell it to shut the fuck up and I go back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. There's a bark just to be annoying bark. And then there's the something's happening bark. That is true. And now in our house, usually the something happening bark is the cats have knocked something over and the dog's yelling at the cats. And then we're yelling at the dog. But (laughs) yeah, my instinct would be to check outside first. Like, what are you barking at? I wouldn't immediately go to my cameras. But then again, I don't have a TV set up with my cameras playing all night. And maybe this was in his bedroom and he just glanced over at the cameras. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, what's to to run like an IR camera, you got to have your lights off anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what's he, what's he going to see if he looks out the window? Bunch of darkness. The neighbor's uh, porch lights. It's like with <coughs> our cameras, it alerts me when we have motion. Yeah, but unless it's an odd thing, I don't usually go back and check it unless you know, like it's three o'clock in the morning. Why is our driveway camera going off? You yeah, know? Uh, but I guess it's also just where we're at and what, how we do things. I mean, yeah. it, everyone's different, so it's possible. Sure. And Fresno is not a safe area, so I mean, I could also understand that he too. He probably doesn't want to open, look out the window, and have someone sitting there with yeah. a gun or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest. I didn't really, when I had someone trying to get into my house in the middle of the night, I didn't really go and look through the window. Of course, they were right out my window, so I would have been looking at them in the face. But <laughs> I just reached and called the police. But that's just me. Yeah, I don't think he ever called the police or anything. See, 
Dave and I accidentally trapped the cat between the screen door and the front door. <laughs> yeah. And the cat was freaking out and kept shaking the knob, like jumping up and hitting the knob. And we thought somebody was trying to break in the house. Yeah. And what did we do? I went to, I grabbed my phone, but before I called the cops, I was looking out the front door window. Yeah. And I'm like, there's nobody out there. And then Dave opened the door and the cat's like, <laughs> let me in, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> yeah. But I was ready to call the cops, but I wanted to look and see first yeah. what's happening. Well, the only reason I called the cops, I could see the silhouette of the person trying yeah. to get in my window. Yeah. And then we had camera footage of that, too. Yeah. Um, cameras are great. I recommend everybody get cameras. And nowadays, you can get them cheap and really good quality cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so much so that we don't even sell them anymore simply because you can get them on Amazon a whole lot cheaper than we can get them. Yeah. Exactly. So. And because of that new deal with Amazon, that $10 million they got from the NSA, they can just hand that straight over to them for you. Yep. So, win-win. <laughs> that makes me wonder, like, has anybody reached out and done, like, a Freedom of Information Act request to, like, get the voice footage of a loved one that's passed so you can hear their voice again? I don't know. Hear them doing their, hey, Google. <laughs> How do you all, boil water? <laughs> all you need for that is their login information because Google stores all that. <laughs> yeah. Because the government stores all this too. Yeah. I guess you could. It's all stored in your account information. You can go in there and listen to every time you've been like, "Hey, Google." Really? Yeah. You hear all the dumbass things you've asked Google. Oh yeah. <laughs> or like, hey when Google, it, what does gentle herpes look like? Or like when it, <laughs> <laughs> or when it like starts picking up, like it, like our, my phone does it all the time when I say something that might sound like "Hey Google," and then it picks up. It'll pick up all the recorded footage after that. Speaking of, I wonder if my phone's looking up gentle herpes or something now. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> hey, yeah. Google, what does gentle the worst look like? Nope, damn. It only likes my voice now, apparently. Uh, um, one of the people I work with is named Sherry. And when people say, hey, Sherry, <laughs> it sounds like, hey, hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. <laughs> I can say something that has absolutely nothing to sound like Google or Hey or anything like that. And my phone will be like, is this what you're looking for? My Kindle did that one night. It just started freaking out. And I guess it had been recording for a while because it was like the Google search finally came up. And it had like our whole conversation from like the past three minutes in the block. (laughs) It was a pretty good transcript of it. It's kind of like the... Majestic 12 episode that we did where Eli's, Eli's Siri went off in Spanish or some other language oh, and yeah. threw it across the room. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was just talking about he got his information from the FBI <laughs> database or website. Like, somebody shared um, a copy of the uh, History of Consciousness or the Art of Consciousness, I forget what it is, from a CIA website the other day. <laughs> nice. I was like, why is this on a CIA website? Um, but it was in the library of Osama bin Laden, mm. so that's why it was on the CIA website. <laughs> I, say, but, I bet uh, you all occult writing and all that is on the CIA website. Yeah, there's some things that the CIA did, like experimenting with consciousness and stuff, I'd like to get in at some point. Yeah. Um, so, back to the Fresno Nightcrawlers. Do we believe? Are we still on the fence? I'm on the fence, leading more towards hoax, but 
I I can't a hundred percent say it is a hoax. If that I, makes sense. I'm usually always on the fence when I start and when I finish these. Yeah, I'm <coughs> s- I'm still on this one, kind of like I was when we started. I mean, I I'm leaning more towards hoax now than I was just after rewatching the footage. But there's still a lot of unanswered questions, so I can't say a hundred percent yes, it's a hoax. I, I still have questions. This is kind of, you know, the nature of the business when you think about it. Everybody wants a definitive answer to this and really everything else in the cosmos, but you can't even get a single definition for a word. You look in the dictionary, there's three or four definitions for each word. Yeah. So. Well, listeners, let us know. There's not even a definitive answer to explain things. Yeah. The only answer that has one answer is the meaning to life. 42. 42. Unless you use PIMDAs and then it's 37. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. What do your, our listeners think? Let us know. Where are you on the night crawlers? Because I think this one's kind of got us a little stumped. Usually we can come up with better alternatives. Although yeah. I like the Cape Crusaders. <laughs> I think that's my favorite. I personally liked my... It's just the lower part of a full body apparition. Yeah. That's what I liked. Just the legs. Everybody accepts like like a torso like floating around in a graveyard with yeah. the head and the arms like boogie boogie. <laughs> just the legs of stuff. Yeah. Just the legs. <laughs> the legs going like around. I need some attention too. <laughs> yeah. Like I need to go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, that one that one's a good one too. I can't find my body. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't I need got help. nobody. <laughs> help. I need my body. Help. <laughs> Not just anybody. Help. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. I, I, I do like that one, too. That's probably my favorite one. So, give us your ideas. Spooky season is right around the corner. We're starting to prep. If I didn't feel like complete crud today, my goal was to start decorating for Halloween. Yeah, my neighbor's um, already got some of her decorations out, and it's like, ah, oh, yes. I have a pumpkin on the counter. Because somebody brought that to me today. So that well, is my first Halloween decoration. We still have our Halloween decorations out that we didn't put up last year. Oh, yeah. There's always at least one or two items that forgets to get put in the box when I pack everything up. So, like, <laughs> yeah, we've got our skull tray up there. And and we're both occultists, so. Yeah. Some of it stays up year-round. But Oh, yeah, mine would if I had anything to put up. For me, honestly, August 1st is the start of spooky season. Sure. But this year, it's been a little bit of a stressful August. Well, so. I read the thing. September 1st, or the whole month of September is all Halloween's Eve. Yep. I'm down. All Hallows Eve Eve? Yeah, all Hallows Eve Eve. And then uh, all of October is just... Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. I, I'm game. Uh, <laughs> I would totally love a month of Halloween. Well, basically, we get that anymore because every every channel is playing Halloween movies the entire month. And because yeah, only oh. realize they have the most uh, viewership. <laughs> I have uh, already watched Hocus Pocus four times so far this year, and we make a big deal out of it here. Yeah, it's a huge holiday at our house. We love the Halloween, the spooky season. It is the best. I am so excited for Halloween. Like I love Halloween more than Christmas any day. Yeah. Um. We should just start giving gifts on Halloween. And we should. Just forget Christmas. <laughs> Let's do it. It'd be much easier on our bank account since we also <laughs> have a child. Exactly. Like, hey, three days later. Uh-huh. Um, 
But yeah, you got any ideas or things you want us to cover for the spooky season? Send them our way. You can email us at umpnormalcy at gmail.com or send it to us on our Facebook, Instagram, or Discord at umpnormalcy. Also, don't forget to check out our Green Mushroom Podcast Network with awesome shows like Faith Blind Council, Lux Occult, Smuts Up, Administrism, and Ad Hoc History. And of course, we've always got our shout out to Grognostics and XV Planis and Primordia. Also great shows to check out and listen to. Anybody have anything else? I listened to a podcast the other day I really liked. Oh, last um, week's, I, bef- before you talk that, last week I gave the wrong name for that podcast. It's called True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I think I was calling it Paranormal True Crime, but it's True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. In case you were looking for it and couldn't find it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because I was looking for it and I couldn't find it. But uh, Occult Confessions is good with uh, Dr. Thompson. And there's one, uh, Magnolias and Magic. If you liked our, like, uh, our, like, stigmas of the occult thing, you'll like this podcast. They talk a lot about that kind of stuff. They'll have episodes like, like, what is cultural appropriation? Where, like, they define it and talk over it. Like, what's angels and demons in occult practices you know um it's just kind of real fascinating how they get into like the history of these definitions and how they change over time and how they're even different in world versus online and things because there really is like two occult communities yeah there's an in life one and then an online one very interesting so yeah check all those out um, if you want recommendations for podcasts, if you're like me and you've listened to all your episodes of all your podcasts and you need some new ones, maybe we can come up with some ideas for you. Check them out. And um, Rogue Investigations over on YouTube just put up a new video of a with their haunted dolls with, I, th- I want to say it was Edith. Edith. That they were communicating with on that one. Very awesome. Yeah, I, li- I like their videos. Um. Don't forget to Parabox Monthly. Use the link in the description of this show and promo code paranormalcy at checkout and get 10% off your order. And until next time, keep digging. Unearthing Paranormalcy is a part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. To hear more great independent productions like the one you just listened to, visit our catalog at tgmpodcastnetwork.com.